If you live in the South Metro area and have been looking for top-notch customer service, extensive beer, wine, and spirit selections, and unbeatable prices, look no further than Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. You won't find a more varied inventory anywhere else. Don't just take it from me, guys. This is Michael, and he's been shopping at Davidson's since they opened. The thing I like about Davidson's versus the competitors, it has a larger selection. And if I am going to buy Spirit, then Davidson's is usually my first choice as well because just of the size of the selection. I also like the extensive selection of some hard-to-find items. But that's not all. Every department is staffed with highly trained specialists who can help you find exactly what you're looking for. I've always found the folks that you chat with to be knowledgeable. I've chatted with the spirit staff about different bourbons and different vodkas, and I am always chatting with the wine staff about different things and saying, I like this, what else do you have that's similar? Particularly when I go to non-U.S. wines, I find them extremely helpful and helping me find something I'm looking for. What are you waiting for? Head to either of their locations in Centennial or Highlands Ranch and follow them on Facebook to stay up to date on their latest specials. And go in the air, deep right center go. field. Two-run home run, Trevor Story. Way back, Myers, watch it go Chuck Nasty. Two-run home run, David Dahl. Drives this high in the air, deep left field. Take a good look, you won't see it for long. I don't want to lose your love Welcome in to the DNVR Rockies podcast presented by The Green Solution. Visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or go online to mygreensolution.com. Make sure to use that promo code DNVR20. You'll get 20% off your entire purchase. I am your host, Drew Creaseman. I am the managing editor of DNVR Rockies, and I am perplexed and befuddled and a bit beside myself with everything that is going on. I'm also going to warn you right now that I'm also quite a bit exhausted. I've had a very long and eventful weekend with many sporting events and I may not be at my absolute best. Some of this may be borderline incoherent. I'm not sure I'll be able to get to too many of the questions and comments like I normally do, so let me just apologize. Uh, Shout-outs to all of you. Uh, It has been a hell of a day to be a Colorado Rockies fan. Uh, Beginning with some good news on the Walker front, uh, then Peter Gammons subtracts a vote for Larry Walker. Then there was this hour where it seemed like You know, the worst of it is now behind us. It's over. The off-season of misery has come to its conclusion because Jeff Breidich finally broke his silence and issued a statement. And and as, (laughs) I don't want to get too much into the weeds, but as regular listeners know, 
I even think up to that point, it made sense for him to listen to all of those offers and to play it the way he did. I figured he'd come out at some point with a statement like this. And honestly, I thought it'd be a little bit closer to spring training. But you had that moment. And you, it seemed like, okay, fine. It's, it's behind us. Even if you hated all of it, he said no one's going to be there at spring training. No one's going to be there day one. That's where we're at. And then, less than an hour later, we learn through, again, various sources. And I'm, of course, learning this, I, I think, as most of you are, through our good friends Thomas Hardy and Patrick Saunders of MLB.com and the Denver Post. Nolan Arenado issues a statement. I'm not sure the full context. I don't know what the question was. I'm not sure at this point that it matters. Um... He came out and said he has felt disrespected by the organization. And while I am not surprised that he feels that way, I'm quite a bit shocked that he said that publicly. He even followed it up with, you know, quote me on that. Um... I don't think you have to read too far between the lines to know who he's talking about here. No, he's not happy with the GM. And I'll back up for just a minute now that we're all living in a completely different world than we were an hour and a half ago. Because, <laughs> again, I, I apologize for my, my bit of incoherence here, but I have long understood that Nolan Arenado is not happy with the organization. That is not especially uncommon, um, especially for players of his caliber after seasons that they just had. In fact, this isn't even the first time we've known that Nolan Arenado has come out and said to the media, I'm pissed that we're losing. But this is very, very suddenly become a potentially untenable situation. And you all know where I was, like I said, 30 minutes ago, I thought, all right, that's it, we're done. And of course, I, I see the number one comment here. Everyone's ready to show Jeff Breidich the door. A lot of you were ready to show him the door months and months and months ago. But look, here, I'll say this. I probably, on substance, disagree with Nolan Arenado about all of this. This was not a smart thing to say. It was not a smart thing to say publicly. He's wrong about the team being in rebuild. And I don't think it's fair to say to the GM, build the team how I think you should, or I'm going to leave, or, or I'm going to hold that over you. At the same time, okay, I said that. I, I gave a caveat, okay? Okay? 10 times out of, if the question is Nolan Arenado or Jeff Breidich, 10 times out of 10 times out of 100 times out of 100, you take Nolan Arenado. I don't want to overreact right now. I wanted to come on here and talk to everybody because, well, the world is on fire. And, I, and, and because I cannot tell you that this is not bad. This is bad. This went from, hey, fine, everything can be good to, 
what the hell do they do now? There needs to be a, a clarification soon. And if it really, if Nolan, unless Nolan Arenado is talking about somebody else. I mean, there needs to be a scramble tonight. This is not good. Um, all of this stuff needs to be verified. Look, they, okay. But as Jeff Breidich's most ardent defender, probably. If your best player feels disrespected by you, you've done something wrong somewhere along the path. And while I don't think Nolan Arenado is being totally fair in his analysis, I also don't, I mean, there's a number of times where I think Nolan has said some things that I've just been like, that's just not quite how trades typically work. Like, I I don't think he always sees the big picture. I don't think he's supposed to. I, it, it, normally, it doesn't matter. But once he got this big contract, and I've seen a couple other people saying on here, you know, how's he going to feel disrespected with a $260 million contract? So there's going to be people out there that are pissed at Nolan for this, and I think that that's fair, too. I don't think, I, I see a couple of people asking, no, I don't think he's mad at Bud Black. Um, could he be mad at Dick Montfort? Maybe, probably. I mean, again, if this is about, but it's one thing to say, you know, I'm really pissed at the way we're building or not building, or I, I, I hate this move or that move, or I feel like we could have done X, Y, or Z, but to say I feel disrespected by some people over there, like you can't walk that back and I doubt he intends to walk it back. And that means that a decision has to be made. And I, and I, it didn't have to be this way. It really didn't. And I'm not sure it's any one person's fault, but honestly, fault and blame don't even, like, that's so far beyond the pale at this point. It It's gotten to a point where it doesn't matter. There's, <laughs> Taylor, I see the, I see the comment. <laughs> Rocky's Fest is going to be wild. Spring training is going to be wild. Hastings coming out today or, or recently and that kind of getting caught. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw that story. I don't think that that's true. Scott Hastings saying that Nolan Arenado and Jeff Breidich actually came to blows in some kind of fight. I don't think that that happened, but I, I can't say for sure that it didn't. That would surprise me. But I know they had a, a, a big argument. I'm sure they had a couple. And as most adults know in life, Sometimes you get mad at people and you say things you don't mean. And I do still believe that there is a possibility that winning can erase all of this. But Jason's right. JB is, uh, Jeff Breidich is really painting himself into a corner now. And I'm interested, and I'm sorry I'm not getting to all the names, and, and like I said, there's just a lot going on and, and has been 
all day and and my heart rate has just been up all day i'll we're doing the big event tomorrow i, I hope everybody will come out and that just reminds me because i'm going to forget so drink breckenridge brew go to blake street tavern swing by mile high green cross get yourself some strava coffee make sure you hit up denver rubber company get drift to park at the airport I don't know what to tell you. Nobody looks good here. Nobody comes out of this looking good. And none of it needed to play out in the media. And I and for that there will need to be a book written one day. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But there has there somebody in a room somewhere has got to be scrambling. Nobody in that front office should be sleeping at night. If if, if jobs want to be kept, if uh, this cannot stand, like I need to be making sure I'm checking Twitter all night. I don't know how good a podcasting this is for people who's going to be listening to it later. So I apologize for that. But I. More than ever in, in, in since I've been doing this in five, six, what am I going on? Six years now. Seven. Maybe the night too low traded was traded, but. but that night, but again, there was there was a lot more writing on the wall, and this is closest to that. Like, and and I know that Tulo was upset at the team, and there was so much that kind of came out and and became a little bit more obvious later on that a lot of that was probably on Tulo, but what the hell, man? I, you know, I, <laughs> I gotta be careful here. And, and the thing that's crazy to me <laughs> is I just, I think it's a good baseball team on paper and I don't know why they're doing this to themselves. It was a frustrating year and everybody is angry. You got to show up in spring training and at least see what you got. But I don't see how you can walk into spring training under the status quo. I don't know how you move forward to play baseball games with these comments hanging in the air. I don't know that there's a trade Jeff Breidich could swing that would save his job and save his respect from Nolan. And, and again, and I don't know, again, he didn't name names. And so if the comments are really about somebody else, then that person's got to go. If there's been a, agitator or or a bad communication situation 
uh, and it's just that wires are getting crossed. And no, I, I know that was one of Tulo's big things as he was like, you know, I really wish they'd have just talked to me, but Ryan is correct. This is an embarrassing situation. The whole, and, and at C. Cochran is right, the front office is going to lose the trust and respect of other players very quickly. I am not, I, I do not, and I will not come on this podcast or write articles definitively saying that other people should lose their jobs. I am not qualified to do that. I don't believe it is within my purview to go after other people's livelihoods. And I know they make a lot of money, but that doesn't, I don't care. I'm not going to come on here and say definitively ever that any person should be fired unless they have broken like a moral law. If they if they've gone outside the bounds of sports and done something objectively reprehensible, then yeah, I'll come on here and say fire that person. Jose Reyes, I think, is the only time I've ever done that. And I'm not going to change that here now today, but this is an untenable situation. This can't stay the same. Something has to change, and it has to change in the next 48 hours. I mean, it, it it certainly has to change before pitchers and catchers show up. What is it, February 12th, 14th? Whatever it is. And one of the things that's been really... That, like, so, so here's what's coming to a head, right? Because Dick Monfort has been incredibly loyal. Let's have a Dick Monfort conversation. Let's you and I have a Dick Monfort conversation. We haven't done this in a while. I shouted out all the sponsors, right? I'm awake. This is all for real and happening. Okay. Dick Monfort has been arguably far too loyal to both his players and his GMs forever. Basically had to let Dan O'Dowd fire himself. And <laughs> which he did. <laughs> Just sort of uh, we're all living in a fairy tale. And so he's also been extraordinarily loyal to his players, as we've talked about. And I've heard stories and I believe them that he was extraordinarily emotional. And, and cried when Troy Tulowitzki was traded. And um, I'm sure other times as well, that was just sort of the most recent one that was right at the beginning of my tenure doing this. And now you can't have it both ways, it seems. And you really, like, if it's one or the other that's not it's not a difficult decision to make as an owner. He has to do the right thing here. I, <laughs> Dick Monfort has, I feel, often not gotten enough credit for what he's accomplished for the community of Denver. And I think that's really important, and I think it's more important than sports, and so I think it's important that I say that. And I think there are a lot of owners who have straight taken money from their community and from their fans in ways people think the Monforts do that they don't. 
that they actually reinvest in everything. Not always in the smartest way in the team, but they reinvest it there as well. I feel he's gotten the big moral questions right. And almost all of the big baseball questions wrong. Especially since the passing of Kelly McGregor. He's meddled too often. He refuses to invest in modern technology to stream games for fans that don't have the money to go to the ballpark or pay ridiculous amounts for TV packages just to watch sports. To get you a way to watch the game on your phone, he won't invest what he needs to invest in analytics in order to make the team competitive in the way it needs to be competitive, which is to uniquely compete. And that's what Jeff Breidich is trying to do. And he won't give them the specific tools he needs to do it. And in a handful of years, you make the mistakes that Breidich has made in free agency, and then you're not given the flexibility to recreate your successes. John Gray, Kyle Freeland, David Dahl, Ryan McMahon. Everyone looks bad here. The owner has to get this right. And I don't know what the answer is. Like I said, I'm, I am not qualified to make that decision. Thank the Lords. It is not my decision to make. There is no easy way out of this now. We're down in the well. We're all down there together. There's a lot of ways out of it. And there's ways out of it where everyone keeps their jobs and the Rockies win. But <laughs> like I said, they're better. Everyone's on the phone right now. We better hear news no later than tomorrow evening that there is at least been a summit. <laughs> if there's not a picture of Nolan Arenado and Jeff Breidich hugging each other and crying tears of joy in the next couple of days, something has to change. And it shouldn't be getting rid of the best third baseman in the history of the game and the most clutch hitter in baseball. While I don't like the way he's gone about it, and I'll get into the detail. Look, I'm not going to stir that pot. I see some people doing it here in the comments, and I appreciate you all. I really do, because as a, a huge fan of nuance, as you all know, I, I don't like the, the black and white. It's all this guy's fault. This guy takes none of the blame. Nolan didn't have to make these comments. Even if he felt this way, we would not be having this conversation Right now, I'd probably be asleep right now <laughs> if Nolan had kept this feeling to himself 
shown up at spring training, and at least waited for the team to fall apart before doing this. So there's, I see you, I hear you, and I want to get into some more of the details about how I think Nolan could have handled it better, but we're at, we're at bottom line territory, right? Now, like, we, we, we got to begin with the big answer to the question, and it's, while I, again, while I do not think it's been the most tactful or even just the most pragmatic way to go about, if his end goal is I want to either get the team better or I want to get traded to a better team, this was not a good strategy. At the same time, do what it takes to make the man happy. And I have not been in that category before. As you all know, I've said many times, they could compete without Nolan, depending on the trade package. Ryan McMahon can play some third base. Trevor Story is actually the most indispensable player on the team. Throw that out right now. That's not what we're talking about. This is different now. You have to do what you can to make that man happy. Or, and I'm sorry to say this, you have to trade him immediately. Those are your two options. Make him happy now or do exactly what you said an hour before I came on and started recording this that you weren't going to do and trade him and break the hearts of, mil are there millions of Rockies fans? And millions. <sighs> I apologize for that. It is, it has been a day. Um, doesn't look like I've gotten to many of the questions or any of them. Oh, Jake, thank you. You can get this hat at dnvrlocker.com. Please do. Please buy one. Um, <coughs> I'll be uh, tomorrow. If, you, if you're hearing this probably in the morning, then later this afternoon, of course, down at Blake Street Tavern. Uh, doing a, a live podcast and watching the announcement of Larry Walker very narrowly not making it into the Hall of Fame, probably. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what y'all are going to do. I can, I, I, I'll, I, here's what I can say. Here's, and I should probably log off and leave this as a short one and, and hope that I haven't said anything in the last half hour that's going to get me in any kind of serious trouble. Um, I'm just, this is all I can say. I'll, I'm going to be here. Uh, when stuff like this happens, uh, you know, even when I'm clearly out of sorts, um, I'll be here. For whatever happens, uh, I'll, I'll be on the Facebook Live. I'll be on the Periscope. Make sure you're following. Um, and and we'll, we'll talk it through. We'll talk it out. We'll have conversations like these. Uh, we'll figure it out together as baseball fans. And, and we'll all have a nice warm hug over the fact that at least we're not the GD Houston Astros right now. Look, man, I, <laughs> it's, it's such a horrible way to save face at the end of this. But I, I will say this. I know they're jokes. Most of them. And I hate this Jeff Breidich stuff. Not as much as everyone else. But some of it, yeah. And what's happening right now, probably just as much as everybody else. 
but he is not being terrible at your job. If that is your assessment is not as bad as being an out and out cheater. And I will stand by that forever. And anyone who knows me knows I would die on that hill. And anyone at DNVR who would be like, hey, let's get away with stuff around Drew. Not that that would ever happen because we don't do stuff, but they would know. I would blow that damn whistle. I'm Team Mike Fires. It's better to not be a cheater. But I must sign off. I must bid you all adieu. And, oh, Allie's left us a comment. Okay, thank you. Allie says there's a clarification. Nolan Arenado wanted to make sure his statement was clear. I'm not mad at trade rumors. There's more to it than that. As my story said, he didn't comment on specifics of feeling disrespected, but wanted to be clear it wasn't the rumors. And... That's even more confusing, I feel like. So, uh, wait, what? John, tell me you're messing with me because I'm just sitting here right now and my periscope just crashed. So please tell me that you're messing with me so I don't read that out loud. Um, I got to sign off on the podcast. I'll just read the sign off here in a minute. I'm just sitting here on a live. What are you talking about? Okay. John, I will fight you at a later date. Thank you for the heart attack. Uh, I just, and it's just I couldn't talk anymore. (laughs) I just couldn't give you analysis on a thing. You owe me a beer. You owe me one Breckenridge brew. All right. Um, I love you all very, very much. Thank you for listening in. Please follow on social media. Please subscribe. Do all the stuff. Uh, I'll talk to you again in just a few hours. Um, Until next time, just hang in there. And I'll see you at the ballpark. Are you in search of natural relief from your daily stresses? Well, Strava Craft Coffee is a CBD-rich, hemp oil-infused coffee that is non-psychoactive, helps reduce pain naturally, keeps those coffee jitters away, and so much more. I started drinking it because I have degenerative arthritis, and I would prefer to drink coffee that has natural ingredients in it for healing, and this coffee treats the inflammatory process that happens from having degenerative arthritis. That was Robin. She's been drinking Strava Craft coffee every day for months now, and she is so happy with the results. I would recommend it to America to everyone because it is a fantastic product. It delivers, it does what it says it's going to do, and it's amazing. Put your body back in balance with Strava Craft Coffee and see how good you feel. Order online today and use promo code BSN2018 for 20% off. That's BSN2018.